Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. And John the Baptist was killed. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitude heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them. And he healed their sick. He was moved with compassion and he healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a deserted place. And the hour is already late. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And he said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish he said bring them here to me then he commanded the multitude to sit on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave to the multitude so they all ate and were filled and they took up 12 baskets full of frag- fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men. Besides women and children. In other words, they did not count the women and the children. They counted only the men. And the men alone were 5,000 people. Praise the Lord. The men alone were 5,000 people. This is so powerful. A divine increase hit these people and they began to experience the glory of the Lord. Now, what you need to understand is that what the Spirit of God brings into our lives is the mentality of increase. What the Spirit of God brings into what God brings into our life is the mentality of increase. You know, some people are always comfortable with little. They are comfortable with little. But the desire of God is for you to always be thinking of increasing. Increasing. If you, you see, one day I'll teach you about uh, what contentment is all about. That there is no problem, it is not a sin when you godly desire to increase. It's not a sin. There's a difference between a desire to godly increase and covetousness. Covetousness is when you are desiring what somebody else has. It's when you want to take what belongs to someone and add it to what you have. It is absolutely wrong. God can increase you without having to desire what someone else has. Praise the Lord. Now, every believer must have a godly desire of increase, for increase. 
every believer you must have a godly desire for increase you must work and fight to have increase you must work and fight to have increase you, you cannot you just cannot be there and don't desire to increase you you must have the heart and the desire to increase praise the lord in fact when we are talking about increase it's one of the very first blessings god gave man remember in the garden in the book of genesis god says what increase and multiply one of the very first blessings he gave man so when it comes to increase and multiplication it is in the dna of god anything that fights against your increase today shall be terminated you know you see it is when it comes to you fighting to increase you must know the devil doesn't want you to grow the devil doesn't want you to increase growth increase multiplication they all achieve one thing it means you flourishing you moving super abounding that's what the devil always thinks of cutting people's life when god wants people to grow and increase and flourish he's thinking of cutting people's lives he wants to terminate people's lives but that's not what god desires for you god wants you to increase amen he wants you to to flourish so it is not a sin to desire to increase it is not a sin don't desire what somebody else has desire what is for you when you when you are when you are content with you see that is what contentment is all about contentment simply means father thank you for what i have what i have i appreciate it but what i have must also increase not increasing because somebody else is doing that we are not thinking about somebody else we are thinking about what we have what we have must increase praise the lord so every believer must have a godly desire for increase because increase is one of the very first blessings that were it was even given to man how much more those of us who are born again praise the lord divine increase therefore is the birthright of every believer amen i said divine increase is the birthright of every believer the moment you get born again the next thing that must happen into your life is increase increase in every aspect of your life increase in wealth increase in your spiritual capacity but there are some people they have been born again for a long time nothing has changed about their lives they are still where they are they still do the same you know childish stuff they are still where they are they, there's you know you, how can you be born again for a long time and for for even when you are born again for one year you must be able to see that my life has changed there's an increase in spiritual you know knowledge you cannot you cannot be born again and increasing in carnal knowledge and your spirituality is rather getting worse no it, it cannot be like that praise the lord so increase is a better right divine increase is the best right for every believer you shall begin to increase from today in jesus name satan makes you conscious of lack that's what satan does 
He makes you conscious of lack. But God makes you conscious of increase. God always puts your mind thinking, I need to increase. I need to increase. I need to increase. That is how he gets you to be thinking. Satan always makes you to be conscious. Oh, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. We don't have anything. What do you mean you don't have anything? At the end of the day, what you have is what can place you in the path of increase. God, God, Jesus asked him, he said, what is available? So we have five loaves of bread and two fish. This, the, the, the disciples quickly said, Lord, these 5,000 men alone, beside the women and children, mean that if you are looking at it, on the average, you are looking at about seven to 10,000 people. How are they going to feed on only five loaves of bread and two fish? That is when you need divine increase. Praise the Lord. When you have the consciousness of divine increase, what you have you think is small can receive the capacity of God to multiply, to increase, and to expand. What is in your life will increase from today in the name of Jesus. Now listen. What does it mean? I, I want us to explain some words. Divine. When we are talking about divine increase, what does that really mean? <coughs> the word divine comes from the, the Greek word theos. Theos is spelled T-H-E-I-O-S. Theos. Theos simply means an, you see, the nature of God. God. Or to be godly. An attribute of God. Theos means an attribute of God. Second Peter chapter number one. Second Peter. Second Peter chapter number one. I read from verse number one. It says, Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. You see, grace and peace be multiplied, increase in what the knowledge of God. So God wants you to increase in his knowledge. Oh, I love this. And of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power. The word divine there is still. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. His divine power. So his godly power. His godly nature has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Praise the Lord. So when we are talking about divine, we are talking about the nature of God, the character of God. Anything that happens by God's power, that is what is, we are talking about divine. Amen. Everything or anything that talks about God's power, his nature or the manifest, manifestation of his glory is what is referred to as divine. Amen. Romans chapter number 1. Romans chapter number 1. I read verse number 20. It says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. His divine attributes are clearly seen. His divine attributes are clearly seen. 
being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Everything about God is clearly seen in the world. Everything about God is clearly seen in the world. Acts chapter number 17, verse number 29. Acts 17, verse number 29. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Therefore, since we are the offspring of Theos, of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature, the Theos nature, it's like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. It says, if, if you want to know about God, God is not that idol. He's not that thing that has been shaped by man. It's not that thing that has been shaped by man that you worship. That is not God. That cannot be a God. Praise the Lord. That cannot. He said, His divine nature. Don't think that the divine nature of God. It's like gold or silver or stone or something shaped by art and man's devising. So the nature of God is not like an idol. Praise the Lord. The nature of God is not like an idol. It is not shaped by man. It's not by man's devising. So when we are talking about divine, we are talking about God. Talking about the nature, the attribute, the character of God. That when it comes upon something, it turns the thing to be godly. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Increase. What do we mean by increase? Increase comes from the Greek word pleonazo. Pleonazo is spelled P-L-E-O. N-A-Z-O. P-L-E-O-N-A-Z-O. Wow. And pleonazo means to superabound. Superabound to exist in abundance. In other words, living in abundance. Now, take note of this definition. It's very, very important. Leonardo means to exist in abundance, to superabound, having plenty, to have plenty. Whoa, Kayando Brasaya. Philippians chapter number four. Philippians chapter number 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When Paul was speaking to the Philippians, he said in verse number 17, he said, Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that superabounds to your account. He was trying to tell them, he said, When you give, it will superabound. In other words, you're going to have plenty, plenty. It is God's desire. For you to have plenty. Say plenty. Yes. Because some people think that it is the will of God for them to have little. It is not the will of God for you to have little. He wants you to have plenty. He wants you to have many, many, many. Are you here with me? And it is godly for you to desire that the little that is in your hands, when the impact of God comes upon it, it must grow. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything that you have in your life, can have the capacity to grow when God comes upon it. Look at how God created the world. It, because he's a God of increase. Everything in the world increases. You put a seed, one seed in the ground. It goes. 
some powerful things will happen and then that one seed becomes a harvest increase one one sperms land into a, a woman's womb and then becomes a, a sometimes children twins triplet quadruplet increase the world started with only two people adam and, and his wife eve now we have over seven billion people in the world increase that is how god it is god who designs increase satan designs you know counter increase he always wants to counter he doesn't want you to flourish he's always telling you oh be content with the little oh the little is okay oh it's not a problem there's no problem with the little there's a problem with the little we can thank god for the little but we must not remain at the little we must increase at all costs praise the lord somebody and today i see your life enjoy divine increase in the name of the lord jesus shall divine increase so when you put the two together we are talking about the fact that an increase that happens by the workings of god divine increase is the increase that happens by the power and the attributes of god praise the lord So when we are talking about it, we are talking about super abounding in everything. Godly things. Not just in the spirit, but also in every material thing that the Lord has blessed us with. I love what the Bible says in the book of Genesis, the 28th chapter, talking about Isaac. The Bible says Isaac began to prosper. He continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. Why? Because when God is with you, you will begin to prosper. Prosperity will begin. And then you will continue to prosper. I get what I'm saying? Your prosperity will not stop until you become very, 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 very prosperous and see your life enjoying an enormous prosperity in the mighty name of Jesus. Prosperity all around. Divine increase. Amen. Say divine increase. When we are working with God, we position ourselves to have divine increase. Divine increase. I'm telling you, it's only Satan when he comes upon someone's mind and when he comes upon someone's life who says, I don't want to be part of something big. I don't want to be part of something large. I don't want anybody to see me part of anything big. No, that kind of mentality is not godly. You must be interested in building something large. Come on, are you here with me? Yeah, as a church, the vision is to build something very large. Yeah. Satan will not make us accept what he wants us to accept. We only accept what God has said concerning our lives and our destiny. Praise the Lord. At the end of the day, it is what God says will happen is what will happen. Satan has, he can only have his opinion. But does not have the authority. You must tell him, Satan, my life, the authority that I possess comes from God. It does not come from you. Therefore, from today, I see my life increasing. I see my health increasing. I see my wealth increasing. I see my spirituality increasing. I see my knowledge of God increasing. In the mighty name of Jesus. That's what happens to us. When you walk with the Lord, he increases you. Say, I'm increased. Now, let's look at, uh, we'll look at two things today, very, very important. 
and then we will make progress. Let's look at the triggers of divine increase. What triggers divine increase? What triggers? And by triggers, I mean what causes the manifestation of divine increase. Now, bear in mind. Now, turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter number 1. Go to Ephesians chapter number 1. I read verse number 3. It says, Blessed be the Father and God of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now, listen, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when it comes to our spiritual state, we are not poor, we are not cursed, we don't have any problem, we have been blessed. Say, I've been blessed. Say, I've been blessed. We have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heaven places. Now, we find ourselves working in this world, right? As we find ourselves working in this world, we need to tap into our spiritual reality and bring it into the manifestation of the flesh. We need to work in it physically. Look at what Jesus did. As because he always moves in abundance, when the place the small quantity of bread, five loaves and two fish, when they gave it to him, when it was given to God, what happened? There was a multiplication. There was an increase. You see, the spiritual state of Christ was manifested in the increase of the five loaves of bread and two fish. Are you getting what I'm saying, somebody? In the, it, it was manifested. It was manifested. So we, have, we, we need to understand what triggers divine increase. In other words, what brings about the manifestation? It is not like we are lacking an abandoned life. We are living in the realm of abundance from the angle of the spirit. From the angle of the spirit, we are living in abundance. But someone will say, if I'm, I'm abounding in everything, why is my life not enjoying plenty in the physical life? That is why you need certain things to trigger, to manifest. For example, until a farmer plants a seed, there can be no harvest. So the trigger for the harvest is the seed. Do you get what I'm saying? If there's farming on the land, as soon as you plant, then there can be harvest for you. When you are complaining that there's no food, the question is that, have you planted? That's the question. Have you planted? If you have planted, then... The problem of the lack of food can be solved by the harvest which has been triggered by the seed that was sown. Amen, somebody. So, the first trigger of divine increase is giving. Amen. Is giving. To partake in divine increase, you need a seed. God gives you the seed to give. Second Corinthians chapter number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter number 
Second Corinthians chapter number nine. I read from verse number six. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purpose in his heart. Not gradually or not without complaining or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. In other words, God is able to make to increase the grace upon your life towards you that you always have it. all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good way are you getting it now so when you give it triggers the abundance in the material world Look at what he said. He said, if you sow bountifully, in other words, if you give plenty, you will also reap plenty. Some many believers have problems with giving. They think that when you tell them to give, their pastor is starting from them. Not in this church. I don't need to see, I don't need to force you to give. I don't need to do that. You must understand why you give. It's for, in fact, it's for your own good that you give. It's for your own good that you give. Because if you are not a giver, don't expect anything drastic or dramatic in your life. I was speaking to a man of God the other day. And he said something very, very powerful that touched me. He's in a church, one of the mega churches in the world. He said, man of God, our church, we don't, we, I, I, in fact, he, he, he blessed me that day. Yeah, we don't, there are some things we don't raise offerings. Don't raise offerings. Because the people know. Say sometimes we just, we, the man of God will just announce to the church, this is what we are going to do. This is what the Lord said we should do. That's all. And, and then the church service is closed. As soon as the church service is closed, the church members, they run. They run. They start writing checks. They start giving dangerous seeds. Dangerous gifts. Because they know the power of giving. Because giving triggers divine increase. Until you place it in the hand of God, you cannot experience the abounding life that can transform your life. What you have in your pocket cannot take you one month further. Until you place it in the hands of God, you cannot have a super abounding life. May your giving trigger divine increase from today in the name of Jesus. We don't, we, we don't have to force you to give. When you know why you give, no, hey, you, you either be begging, man of God, is God not telling us to do something? I, am, I want to give. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? you it's not about you hey, give. If you don't give, uh, Satan will come and do. No, 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 no. It's not about Satan destroying you. Now you will know. Even when Satan has not touched you, you will know that your life is not increasing. Praise the Lord, somebody. Look at what he said. I love this so much. He said, give according to purpose. Oh, I love it. And he said, when you have given, God loves a cheerful giver. God doesn't love somebody who is giving, complaining in his heart, gradually, like I'm forcing you to give. No, we, have, we won't force you to give. Why? Because what you need to understand is this. 
according to first Corinthians, sorry, second Corinthians chapter 4. He said, what do you have that you did not receive? What do you have in your life that you did not receive? And if you know that you received it, why are you behaving like you have not received it? So if you know that every money, every asset, everything in your life, God gave it to you, then that same God can tell you, place this thing in my hands if you want multiplication. He told Abraham, I have made you father of many nations, right? Okay. You don't, you don't need rocks to build a nation. You need people. So if you need people to build a nation and I have made you the father of many nations, first of all, I've given you a seed. Isaac is your seed. Bring me Isaac. If you can sacrifice your Isaac, your nation can manifest. He knew the revelation. He understood the revelation. He got into the revelation. He said, from somebody who has no child to becoming a nation, then Isaac is not a big enough sacrifice. I am ready to go and sacrifice it. If you know the kind of level you want God to take you, when you are told to give, you will know that even what I'm giving is not enough. Because the level, how can you want to, you want to be a billionaire? And when you are told to give $10,000, you say it is too much. Is it's $10,000 equal to $1 billion? I'm telling you, the level of your increase that you desire must necessitate what you sow. It must be, it must take out what you sow. You, you want to harvest one acre of land. And then you sow, you sow, you sow on a quarter acre. Will you harvest? You have to put seed on all the one acre. And see the one acre be, what? Begin to flourish. Are you here with me, somebody? Divine increase. Say divine increase. He says when you have given. And look at what he said in verse 8. And he said, God. Say God. That is what the that is a secret of increase. God. God. Say God. Come on, are you here with me? I say, say God. God. Divine. You cannot have any increase without God. He said, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you say me. Put your name there. Name there. Say me, Peter. Put your name there. Say it. Always having all sufficiency in all things. Always having all sufficiency in all things. Hey. May have an abundance for every good way. So the purpose of your having plenty is not for you to show up. Oh, now I'm, I'm the world's richest person. I'm I'm the I'm the richest person in Ghana, and then I'm flung there. They, they will be showing their cars and their house and how beautiful their mansion looks. That is stupidity. Stupidity. You are you you don't have plenty so that you flaunt it and let people know. Come and take a tour of my my mansion. Come and see how my mansion is beautiful. I mean, so what? That is not the reason. He said he said when you have abundance, he said you are bound for every good work. Say every good work. Yes, when we are looking for people to give to support the ministry, you will be there. When you are looking for people to build buildings for people to sleep in, you will be there. When we are looking for things to do in the kingdom of God, you will be found there, abounding in every good work. Not flaunting, I uh, have uh, Rose words, I have it. So what? The Rose words, you can go and crash it, and then it becomes what? Rose, Rose vegetables, or something like that. Amen, somebody. Yeah. Say giving. Are you understand what I'm saying? So if you want to partake in divine increase, 
you must give. Tell your neighbor, give. You must understand why you give. We are, see, why you can, we are not extorting money from you. And the money is not even yours. The owner of your money says, bring the money, let's use it for common good. He says, yeah, I won't give. I don't have money. Yeah. The, I talked to you the last time. I said, don't ever say this is my last. The moment you begin to say this is my last, huh, you have opened up a judgment upon your life. Because your mouth has said something bad. Amen. Two. We are born again into the realm of abundance. In order to walk in it, in this world, our giving provokes the divine increase. So, if you want to walk in the divine increase of God in this world, in the material world, it is your giving that provokes. Your giving, that was what? That, that provokes. Luke chapter number 6. Luke chapter number 6. Provokes. God give him provokes. Luke chapter number 6. Huh. Verse 38. Luke chapter number 6, verse number 38. He said, give. And it will all. Give him to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Praise the Lord. So your giving is what provokes you to also to be given to. See, in the kingdom of God, is the kingdom of giving. The kingdom we find ourselves, come on, are you here with me? The kingdom we find ourselves is the kingdom of giving. As you give, you are being given to. As you give, you are being given to. As you give, you are being given to. You see, that's what people... You see, people always have the receiving mentality. But they don't know that God wants you to give. And when you are giving, you, you give so that you can be given to. For you to walk in divine increase in this world, you need to provoke it. Are you here with me, somebody? Are you following what I'm teaching you? You need to provoke it. You cannot be somebody who can increase if you don't love to give. There are some people, they love to save rather than give. In the kingdom, our saving is in our giving. The world saving is that, hold it, hide it. Okay, hide it. Don't use it. Yes, put it aside. Don't use it. But God is saying that, in fact, if you want to enjoy more, give. Your giving is your investment. You didn't hear what I said. I said your giving is your what? It's your investment. It is what provokes divine increase. I see you walking in some dangerous increase that will shake the nations of the world. We want to build a wealthy church. We want to build a people that are loaded, wealthy. It does not come by just talking. It comes by giving. Are you here with me, somebody? It counts by giving. I'm telling you. Giving. It. it is giving that has sustained some of us. I'm telling you. It is giving that has sustained some of us. One of my, my all-time, you know, thanksgiving. I always thank God for that opportunity. After I was left with three months for my wedding, I got some money. 
and we needed some things in the church. We took that money. Some of you would have gone ahead with your weddings. Nah, not some of us. We know what it is. We took our money that was meant for the wedding. We invested it into the kingdom. Huh? Three weeks to the wedding, boom! There was a divine increase. What I thought could have done something in the wedding for the wedding, I had multiples than that, and the wedding was done swiftly. No problem. Are you here with me? Yes. Imagine, I, I tell, imagine God telling you to go and give your Isaac. Probably you have been struggling for money, and then boom, somebody blesses you with some thousand Ghana. And then whilst you are there sitting there praying, God tells you, go and sow the entire thousand cities. Go and sow it. Go and drop it in the open bowl. Some of you will be struggling with yourself. But you must not be. You must get to that realm where giving excites you. Are you here with me? Giving must excite you. Giving must what? Excite you. See, if you want to know a true believer, if you want to know a true Christian, if you want to know a true Christian, one, one of the indicators of a true Christian is, that, is the one who loves to give. I'm telling you. One of the true indicators of a true believer is giving. Praise the Lord. You know, it, we are living in a generation where Every time a pastor talks about money issue, the pastor is insulted. Man, you are taking money from the people. You are taking money from... Ah, are we not pastoring human beings? We are not even pastoring goats. We are pastoring human beings. So who should be giving? It's not the same human beings we are pastoring. See, we are a young ministry. If you, you know some of the demands that is upon our head, even at this stage, I even I don't want to even think about the big big ministries. Even at our level, the demands that is upon our head. Yes, some people think that you know they should not give. Why shouldn't you give? The giving rather goes on to benefit you than even the one. That's what that, when you read Acts chapter twenty, okay, verse number thirty says. He said it is more blessed to give than to receive. So when you give, it's a pure sign that you are blessed. When you are saying, God bless me, God bless me, God bless me. He has already blessed you in Christ. We just read it. Ephesians 1 verse 3. He has already blessed you. If God has already blessed you, then the indication of your blessing is your lifestyle of giving. If you want to enjoy divine increase, you better have to what give. Are you here with me, somebody? Three, you cannot walk in divine increase if you are not a giver. You cannot walk in it. You cannot manifest in divine increase until they place the five loaves of bread and two fish in the hands of Jesus. There was no multiplication. He didn't say what you have is small. There's nothing small in the hands of God. God has the power to turn every small thing into a giant thing. And by the grace of the Lord Jesus, your life shall experience enlargement as you place what is in your hands in the hands of the Lord. You cannot. I'm telling you. You cannot work in divine increase if you are not a giver. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 25. 
Proverbs chapter number 11, verse 25. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25. Can we all read it together if you have opened it in your Bible? Are you there? Are you there? Have you opened Proverbs 11, 25? Let's read it one to go. Have you opened your Bible? Please, everybody open your Bible. Open your Bible. Where's your Bible? Open your Bible. Everybody open your Bible. Open your Bible and look into your Bible. Verse number 25. Let's all read it one to go. The general soul will be made rich. And he who waters will also be watered himself. Oh, he didn't shout a good amen. It didn't excite you. He said the general soul will be made rich. How many of you want to be rich? Yeah, everybody wants to be rich. But you think riches come by working hard. You are making a mistake. It's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. Now, if it is a blessing of the Lord that makes rich, then if the one who gives is blessed, it means that the one who is a giver is the one who is blessed. And the one who is blessed who is the one who is rich. So have you seen how it interplays? If you want to walk in abundance and riches, be the number one giver. Give cheerfully. Don't give complaining. Ah, every day they are, they are talking about giving, 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 giving. Even the little that we have, they want to take from us. They want to take from you. We don't want to take from you. We want to make you rather wealthy. If you find a church that loves giving, then you should know that it's that church that is desiring for you to be blessed and prosper. Are you here with me, somebody? Yeah, if you go to a church who doesn't encourage their people to give, you most of the time find that the people are poor. Are poor. One day, I was, when I was working in the north, I went to church. I've said this story before. I went to church. And then it was left with some amount of money on me. Whilst I was there, the Lord spoke to me and said, Give what is on you. Everything that is on you. So I opened my wallet and took the money. And I dropped it in the open bowl. When I did it, I was so excited. Even what I was going to eat after church, I didn't know. I was still thinking about it. Immediately I dropped it. And the church closed. My friend, my working colleague called me. And said, bro, where are you? I said, I just closed. He said, oh. Please pass by the house. My wife has pounded some fufu. Come and let's grace it with joy. I said, wow, the Lord is good. I entered the car. I drove at some speed that I've never driven before. Praise the Lord. Whilst I was on my way going, another friend called me. Hey, bro, where are you? I said, I'm going to. He said, please pass by the house. There's food. Come and let's eat. I said, wow, super abounding. I gave and I didn't go back home sleeping hungry. Your giving, your giving will never cause you to be hungry in Jesus' name. I say your giving will never cause you to be hungry in Jesus' name. Some of you think that when you are giving, you are depleting your resources. No, you're rather increasing your resources. Are you here with me? Yeah. I mean, how can a couple say they want to have a children without giving the seed that will bring the child? Tell me, what have you done in your life? 
that you didn't have to commit something before you get to that level you want to go. If you want to be a bank manager, you need to give. You give into learning. You give into paying school fees. Going to the university. Everything, everything. Become a banker. Everything about life, both in the spirit and in the material world, you need to give. If you want to see it, you give. And then it triggers. It causes it to happen. Are you here with me, somebody? From today, your giving will cause you to increase and smile. Oh, you are not in church. I say your giving will increase you and multiply you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. If you are not ready to give, you are not ready to walk in riches. Four. Cheerfully giving qualifies you for constant divine increase. Cheerfully giving. It is not just about giving. Because you can give when complaining. You will insult the person before you give him the money. That is not giving. That is not giving. There are some people there, they insult the pastors all the time. As soon as they say, it is time to give, they say, ah, here they go again. He has come again. He's coming to talk about money. He's coming to talk about money. They will not let us be. They will not let us be. They will not let, they will not let you be. Cheerfully giving is what qualifies you for constant divine increase. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 12. Second Corinthians chapter number 8 verse 12. Thank you Lord Jesus. For if there is first a willing man it is accepted according to what one has and not according to what, what does not have. If first there is a willing man, other version says, if the heart is cheerful, then what you give is acceptable. I don't want you to give complaining. It's not the, it, it, that is not the style of giving. One of the parables that you know of, you remember, A group of people were going to give an offering. One, the Bible calls it was a rich man. He went and out of he went and dropped the money. Jesus was sitting. Some of you who think that when we are talking about giving, we, we are starting from you. Jesus was sitting behind the offering bowl. He was making sure, checking everything that everybody was giving. Can you imagine? If we do today, when we are giving the offering, we are even hiding it. What are you hiding from God? We have given you envelopes, we have given you. You package your offering nicely. You, some people, when they are even giving, they don't want anybody to see. That day, Jesus was sitting behind the offering bowl. Uh-huh. How much have you put in? How much have you put in? And then, as he was watching how much the people were putting it, he was connecting it to their heart. He wanted to know if the giving was because they were cheerful about it or they felt they were doing Jesus a favor. And then one woman came the widow. He came. He said he gave his last coin. And he put it in there. And Jesus saw that it was the woman's last coin. And then he went onto the pulpit and said, you see, all of you, you think you have given, you have not given anything. This woman, out of her last resource, she has given. And she gave cheerfully. She gave beautifully. She gave happily. You cannot be giving and frowning your face. You cannot be giving and complaining in your heart. You cannot be. There are some people before they give, they will be calculating in their minds. Ah, 
If I give 10, what will be left? No, this one will not be enough. Let me give this one. Let me do this one. Let me do this one. You cannot come to church before you are planning what to give God. I don't do that. Before I come to church, I know what I'm going to give. I prepare what I'm going to give from the house. As soon as I don't decide what should I give, time for offering. It's not that you are checking. This one is left with this one. No, no, no. This one is too big. There are some people who actually say that. So this one is too big. No, let ah, You are saying this one is too big. The day he gives five Ghana cities, ah, hey, I'll give it. There are some people, they have never given about 500 cities. In fact, the day he gives 100 Ghana cities, it will become a topic for discussion the whole week. Hey, do you know how much I gave as an offer? Because of that, they will start rubbing their shoulder. Let me tell you, do you know the giving service some people are giving? People are giving and they are not even talking about it. Praise the Lord. Because they know why they are giving. You cannot walk in increase if you are not ready to give. Amen. What have you placed in the hands of God? Are you here with me, church? I said, what have you placed in the hands of God? You need to place something in the hands of God. I shared with you some time ago about the story of this man in Nigeria who was a, a front desk attendant in a hotel. So there were some Germans who were in, in the hotel. Not knowing they were, they were CEOs of big multinational companies and they were only oil companies. One day this man went to church. He's somebody who loves to give. And because of that, when the man of God was raising the offering, he said, I cannot come to church without giving. So what did he do? He tore off his shirt buttons. He said, I don't have any physical money, but I have some buttons in my shirt. He tore off the shirt buttons. And when he tore off the shirt buttons, he put it in the offering bowl. Triggered divine increase. When the people were leaving the country, as soon as they walked past the man at the hotel front desk, one of them came back and came back to the man and said, Sir, what is your name? And he mentioned his name. He said, we are living back to our country. But when we walk past you, something told us that we can trust you and leave our oil company with you. Can you do the work? He said, yes, sir. I can do it. This man gave only his set buttons. By the divine touch of God, he moved from the front decks of a hotel, earning peanuts, to becoming the CEO of an oil company. And it didn't end there. As soon as this man had zero knowledge of oil business, they sponsored him and his wife and his children to Germany. They trained him, brought him back to Nigeria as the CEO of the oil company from a front desk to a CEO, from a CEO to a millionaire. I see you experiencing divine increase as you give in the name of the Lord Jesus. Are you here with me? No, there are some people they want to have something beautiful in their life, yet they don't want to give. In our month of giving, in this month of February, you must understand that giving is what will trigger your next level. We must be a church that loves to give. If you don't love to give, you cannot survive this environment. 
the church, the early church, was built on two models, on two legs. The early church was built on the first leg of spiritual building, building the church spiritually. The second leg was given. If you read the book of Acts, the Bible said people even went to sell their houses, their lands, and they brought, they brought their, their wealth, their resources, they brought it and they put it in, under the feet of the apostles, and the apostles went to distribute. Can you imagine? Imagine today, you are told to go and sell your house and bring the proceeds to church. Say, ah, man of God, no, this one, I can't do it. Do you know how I suffered to build my house? You want me to go and sell my house and bring the proceeds to church? I will not do it. You don't know what you are playing with. Are you here with me, somebody? When we give, we are determined to take our life to the next level. Amen. Are you here with me, church? Yeah. Five. Understanding that what you possess now is for the purpose of giving so that you can continue to increase. Understand that what you have now is for the purpose of giving so that you can continue to increase. You see, you need to have that mentality. What I have is not for me. What I have God can place a demand on it at any given time. Are you here with me? Go to Luke chapter number 12. Luke chapter number 12. Luke chapter number 12. I read from verse number 13. He said, Then one from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide an inheritance with me. Verse 14, but he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. Now, pay attention to this. Jesus said they should be careful of covetousness. Now, why did he say that? Because he wanted, he wanted Jesus to take what belonged to someone to give to him. And Jesus said, Be careful. Don't desire what belongs to somebody. God has uniquely blessed you. Focus on what you have. Take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Now, this is where a lot of religious people take this verse out of context. And they tell people, ah, you don't have to have plenty. It's, you don't have to have plenty. Is that what Jesus meant? Read on. Verse 16. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. Yielded plentifully. And he's, he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my bands and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, So you have many goods laid up for many years, Take your ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then those will those things 
then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Are you seeing the difference here? So this man was laying up treasure for himself. There are some people, they are working hard for themselves, but they are not rich towards God. What does it mean to be rich towards God? When you are a giver, you are rich towards God. There are many, many verses in the Bible. That one of the Bibles even said that he that giveth to a poor man has lended to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Anybody who is a giver is rich towards God. Anyone who is a hoarder, anyone who doesn't want to give, anyone who is making all the susu, saving money just to build a house and enjoy their life, that person is not rich towards God. You are not rich towards God if all your thinking is about me, me, myself, myself, myself. I need the money for myself, myself. They don't think about anything else. There are some people who have never thought to help anybody in the church. They have never thought. They are rather looking at what can I get? What can I get? You are rich towards God when you are a giver. In the eyes of God, the rich person is the one who gives. Come on, are you here with me? In the eyes of God, the one who gives is the one who is rich. Not the one who is looking to amass the wealth. Until you become a distributor, you have not attained the level of God's kind of riches. Are you here with me, church? Wake up, wake up. Some of you are dozing off. Be very careful. I've seen all of you. Everybody who is a giver qualifies to receive God's divine backings. Qualifies. So if you want to increase, maybe you want to have more money in your bank account. You don't have that by saving. God's principle is not by that. It's through giving. You give to support the work of God. You give to support people. The Bible says we should do good to people, especially in the household of faith, especially in church. This is where you must do a lot of your giving. Yeah. This is where you must. You see, we must get to that point. I don't have to tell you, you know, give $1,000. Give this before you give. No. You always be asking God, what should I give? Father, is that an opportunity for me to give? It's an opportunity for me to give. I'm looking for an opportunity to give. Why? Because by giving, I get my increase. By placing it in the hands of God, I get my increase. May you begin to experience divine increase from today. Amen. Two. Then we are done. Second trigger of divine increase. Sacrifice. Say sacrifice. Say sacrifice. Many people don't want to sacrifice. I'm telling you, if your sacrifice has not cost you something, you never sacrifice. Yeah. Sacrifice must cost you something. You must lose something. Many people don't love to sacrifice. You see, you cannot give out of your convenience and expect God to be happy with you. If you want to give sacrificially or sacrificially, 
it must cost you something. Genesis chapter number 4. Genesis chapter number 4. Thank you, Lord. Now, let's read from verse number 3. Genesis chapter number 4, from verse number 3. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruits of the ground to the Lord. And also brought of the firstborn, and, sorry, Abel also, sorry, verse 4. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at, at the door. And a desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. And the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Praise the Lord. Two people went to go and give an offer. One just went and selected from the vegetables. In fact, the bad ones. And said, this one, God deserves the bad one. Like how some people do. You know, when they are giving their offering in church, they have the 100 CD notes, they have the 50 CD notes, they will bypass all of them and go and take the 2 CD notes. In fact, the 2 CD notes, even they have a fresh note and a one-out note, then they will take the one-out note and say, this one is too fresh. I'll keep this one. And they will take the very bad CD notes. And give that one. So, as for God, God deserves this one. As for God, he doesn't really, you know, he doesn't mind. He doesn't mind. You see, the attitude of your offering will tell you the heart you have before God. Come on. Are you here with me in church? Sit upright. Sit upright. I said the attitude of your offering would tell your heart before God. Abel chose from the best among his animals. He went to look for the best of the flocks. He went to choose the best. Selected the best. And brought the best to God. Your sacrifice must be the best if you want to trigger your divine interest. I don't see anybody who can plant a bar seed and expect to get a harvest. I don't, I don't think you can go and plant a bar seed on the ground and expect a harvest. It's not possible. Praise the Lord, somebody. Your harvest, the quality of your harvest is determined by the quality of your seed. What kind of sacrifice are you ready to make? What is the quality of your sacrifice? What kind of offering do you want to give to God? Are you just looking from your words to give to God? 
or you are looking from your best to give to God. Come on, are you here with me, somebody? Please give me volume. Every time you desire to give your best to God, you are telling God, God, you gave me your best, and I'm giving you my best. And then that possesses you to work in divine increase in all of your life. Praise the Lord. From today, may you begin to give the best of you. You shall begin to give the best of you. Are you here with me in church? Give the best. You are not ready to give your best to the Lord. Then I'm telling you, God is not happy. He told, he told, he, he told Cain, he said, if you do what is good, you will be accepted. In other words, if your offering is good, it shall be accepted. There are some people, let me tell you something. They, they don't prepare anything about their lives for the Lord. They think God does not deserve their sacrifice. Yet Jesus was made a sacrifice for you. God made, he sacrificed Jesus. He sacrificed his best for you. If, you are, if your life is not sacrificial, you will not be enjoying divine increase. Amen. Two. Sacrifice must cost you something. Your sacrifice must cost you something. You have not sacrificed until it has cost you something. Are you here with me? Are you in church or you are sleeping? You came to church, come and sleep. Like seriously? You see, you must be ready to lose something to gain plenty. Romans chapter number 12. If I know, let's do Hebrews chapter 13. Let's do Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter number 13. Look at verse number 16. Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 16. It says, But do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. In other words, God is pleased by the kind of sacrifice you make. God is pleased by the sacrifice you make. The quality of your sacrifice will tell if God is pleased or is not pleased. Praise the Lord. If your sacrifice is not quality, God is not pleased. That is why he was saying that God loves a cheerful giver. So if your sacrifice... If your sacrifice is not born out of cheerfulness, does not have any quality attached to it, then what happens is that, let me tell you, you are not pleasing God. Amen. Divine increase demands quality sacrifice. Now, go to Romans chapter number 12. Romans chapter number 12. Look at what it said. Romans chapter number 12. I read verse from verse number one. 
I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable to God which is a reasonable service and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you see, the quality of your sacrifice is connected to the renewing of your mind. It's connected to the renewing of your mind. If somebody wants to give, let's say, for example, 10,000 cities to the Lord, that person will be able to give it because of the state of the person's mind. Somebody will also think, hey, it is too much to give this much to the Lord. Is the state of the person's mind. You must be able to sacrifice that brings pleasure to God. God must look at your giving and look at your sacrifice and say, wow, my daughter has pleased me. Wow, my son has pleased me. Because God has made all things abound and available to you. So why are you finding it difficult to sacrifice? You must not sacrifice. You must not find it difficult to sacrifice because at the end of the day, it is by the sacrifice that you offer that you are able to tell the world, this is how far God has brought me. Come on, are you here with me? This is how far God has brought me. <laughs> I, I, I heard that some people were saying, someone was saying, hey, me, when I get money, I, I, I don't like to, I don't like anyone to know that I have money, so I will not do certain things. It's not about you telling or making people know that you have money or you have arrived at some level. Giving is not to show yourself up. Giving and sacrifice is the way you say, Father, I thank you for what you have given me. I thank you for the level you have brought me. I thank you for your divine increase. Are you here with me, somebody? Today you shall begin to walk in your divine increase and increase in your sacrifices in the name of Jesus. Increase in your God is looking for people who are ready to shake the foundations of the kingdom with their sacrifice. Wow. To the extent that Abel gave, that when they killed him, his brother killed him. He said his blood was still speaking. His blood was speaking. Because of the sacrifices made, his blood was still speaking. Let me tell you, there are some sacrifices when you make. In, in the next years and the years and the next world to come, God will still talk about you because your sacrifices speak. I say your sacrifice, it does what? It speaks. One sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, is it not still speaking today? The Bible says it's even speaking better things than the, the blood of Abel. When you sacrifice, and you sacrifice with a godly heart, when you sacrifice with a beautiful heart, what happens is that you are speaking into eternity. You are always making a case that father you have given me so much and i'm also giving you so much to your glory amen somebody are you here with me in church yeah say sacrifice say sacrifice yeah so your sacrifice is a trigger of your divine increase don't go the convenient route many people want to do things conveniently they give when they feel like giving. They give because they think they have the money in the bank account to give. They give because they think that, oh, you know, when I give this one, it will not affect me. 
No. When you give, you are not thinking whether it will affect you or it will not affect you. You are giving because your father has also made all grace abound to you. Praise the Lord, somebody. Are you here with me? So in conclusion today, for you to enjoy divine increase, you need to begin to give. Divine increase is the birthright of every believer. Amen. It's your, say it's my birthright. I can't hear, are you in church? Say it's my birthright to enjoy divine increase. God wants to prosper your life. He wants you to flourish. He wants you to super abound. He wants you to have plenty. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.